0: Welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast, where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Denison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of A Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. My name is Mike Delisio, and as always, I am joined with Sebastian Dennison. Hey, Seb, how's it going?
1: Good to be here. Good to, good to see your face again.
0: Good to see your face, and it is good to see one of our members' faces again. At the end of 2020, we had an amazing opportunity to sit down with the highly energetic, highly excitable Bobby Meanies who dropped so many knowledge bombs on our audience and was able to go into so much detail about you know, the importance of physical training, the importance of overall general wellness, and what it's meant to him and his practice in Southern Texas. And Bobby, the easiest way I can say this is welcome back because it's great to see you again.
2: Hey, it's fantastic to be back. Talk about energy. You you,
0: you both of you guys have energy. It's good to see you guys, Sebastian, Mike. Great to see you, man. And you you brought so much, like I said, not only knowledge, but energy to the podcast. It was great probably for our audience to hear it from a member in South Texas, And just basically listen to what you do as a business model, how you transform patients' lives, how you are able to to think outside the box. And one of the things that stood out to us, and I guess you could say the main purpose of why we we wanted to have you come back, was to talk about customer experience in general. Um, Over the course of the last year and a half, two years, we we have referenced customer experience and what that means um, at the pharmacy ground level. You obviously do things in a different way. Um, you've been able to be extremely innovative. And we start talking about the topic of implementing a, a customer relationship management system, which is often referred to as a CRM, and, and also transform the way that you've been able to interact with patients and clients. Because it, it goes beyond just the individuals that have a written prescription that m- might get it filled at your pharmacy for the most part, really, you are focused on how to deal with these individuals um, and stay in touch and stay in contact with them constantly to make sure that they stay within your ecosystem. And it's probably really what a CRM is designed for. Uh, Like I said, you dropped that knowledge bomb on everybody. It was such a great segue into saying, you know what, Bobby, we need to do a whole other podcast on this topic. And, And that's really the purpose of why we are so gracious that you were able to come back and record specifically on this topic itself. So uh, I kind of went into an overall, uh, I guess you could say a description of what a CRM is. And once again, it's, it's a customer relation, relationship management software that can be acquired. There are hundreds, if not thousands of different CRMs that are available to you. Some of our pharmacies more traditionally will use something out of the box that potentially already exists within their pharmacy software, but we want to hear about your experience, how you chose the CRM uh, and really why you believed it was so important to how you interacted and interfaced with your clients and patients. Absolutely. So again, thank you, Mike, for having me on the, on the, on the podcast. You know,
2: it was, I came across it accidentally, right? Uh, having a gym and having to acquire uh, students at the gym, well, I was taught, I would say, hey, let how do how, what's the easiest way to find them? What's the easiest way to nurture them? And, and how do we keep them, right? That's the big goal. And so I just basically took my experience from what I learned over there and extremely successful with and applied to the pharmacy. Why can't we do this? I mean, traditionally, we for some reason, we tend to stay in our little box. And we're like, man, no, this is the pharmacist's way. This is the way we do things. And, and 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 we sometimes we have to look outside the box. Right. And, and so the CRM that I use is called it's called keep and uh, fantastic KEAP software, very powerful, very dynamic, and, and it pr- provides two things. When I have a potential patient or client that's going to come in, I can grab their information and then I can keep them aware of what I have to offer. So they're not yet one of my clients but they're a potential client I will nurture them right hey first person they see maybe once or twice a week I email them I, maybe I'll text message them text message them I also send them voicemails every now and then the, the, the software is fantastic and so in addition to that once they become a client well then now they're gonna go down a different route right and so now they're a client they're gonna get More detailed information. I'm gonna nurture them. I may even send them a thank you card. It's automated through the system. I can actually even—I've never done this, but I can do this. I know how to do this. But I can actually set them up with a gift, maybe six months down the road, so they get a gift automate automatically. Why is this important? Because we're pharmacists. We we are counseling. We're consulting. In my case, I'm doing lots of hormone consultations, working with with uh, patients. There's no way that I can do that. The patient doesn't know that, though, and they're getting thank you cards. They're, they're potentially getting gifts. They're getting text messages saying, thank you for being here. Thank you for being our client. I mean, we're just giving the love. We're giving them love. We're trying to get the glue on there so that they don't leave and they always come back and we're first to mind. When they when people say compounding, they say consultations. When somebody says coaching, people think of Bobby, Dr. Bobby Monique. And that's the way I have it set up. The, it's part of the glue. Does that make sense, Mike?
1: So the, actually I'm going to jump in for a second here because to me that speaks really quickly to independent pharmacies and wanting to be customer retention. That's really what we're talking about is, Absolutely. is ensuring that it's not just glue, but it, it's beyond that. It's, it's ensuring that you're building that relationship and and getting those people to really invest not only in the relationship with the pharmacist, but with the pharmacy.
2: Right. And let me give you an example, Sebastian. You know, when, when I first started compounding, and I, my first dive into compounding was in 2009. When I started realizing about retention, I actually learned it from you guys at a marketing symposium. You guys put on some of the best marketing symposiums out there. If you guys haven't been to a marketing symposium, I know with COVID, it's probably going to be virtual, but fantastic. They get the best speakers. And it was one of their speakers that said, you know what, what are you guys doing? After the patient gets their medication, are you calling them? Are you asking them how they're doing? Are you sending them a thank you card? Are you just letting them slide by? That was powerful to me. And so around 2012, I actually hired a, a high school student just for that. So day 25, so a patient comes in, they get their compounded medication. Day 25, my high school student would call them. Do you have any questions about your medication? How are things going? Great to hear great to hear from you. And on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, how willing would you be willing how how willing are you to recommend our pharmacy to somebody else? Right? And if you haven't read the book, the what is it? The number one question that people should be asking, there's a book about that. That's where that question comes from. And man, it was so successful, right? But it required me to hire somebody to do it. Pay them by an hour. They were they were taking time to, to hand write a card, put a stamp on it. Well, guess what? This process that I'm using now is automated. They're getting thank you cards. It looks like it's my handwriting. They're getting on day 25. They're getting a voicemail that says, hey, this is Dr. Now it's me. Hey, this is Dr. Bobby Moniz. I was just calling to see if you had any questions. Sorry, I didn't get a hold of you. If you have any questions about your medications, feel free to call us at 956-423-1753. And so now it looks like it's me, it's not my high school student, and people are going, "Wow, holy smokes! When does he have time? When does he have time to do all this stuff?" So it's freaking amazing, man.
1: So I'm I'm going to kind of one more step, and this is actually something that is really important is. Large pharmacy systems actually have this callback program, and there's metrics that are applied, and they actually have numbers that they have to achieve. And so the the difficulty there is that it's just one more burden. And a lot of people think like, oh, I have to hit these numbers. I just have to do this. Whereas what you're talking about is that this is actually turning around and saying this is an opportunity to really uh, connect and really ensure that we don't lose patients and build that client base. And improve upon our entire customer service experience. And so effectively we are doing a better job at something that we already see exists in and as a requirement. Because I do believe that most pharmacy schools are teaching this, that you should do a callback program and a follow-up program and documentation. And so this sounds like a really unique opportunity, not only to do it just for your prescription, but also certainly for your compounds as well as your extended business practices. So it's brilliant, Bobby. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. You've, you've taken it so, so far. So Mike, I know you've got a couple of questions and I'm going to step back because uh, we're getting into business analytics and metrics and I want to make sure you, you get to ask the important questions that our business owners want to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask a
0: couple of things. There's, uh, and I'll try to stagger it because there's so many things that even Bobby mentioned that I believe is important. So you had your own aha moment when you discovered that customer retention was extremely important, especially if you're in a competitive marketplace, I think as a consumer of, of multiple products, all of us included, all of our listeners, they see how these nurture campaigns work. The moment you input an email anywhere you shop online, you, you are now in their ecosystem. You, you receive either daily emails or weekly emails. You receive promotions. You, they wish you happy birthday to your point. So, we we are exposed to it. This is nothing new. The only difference is not all pharmacies at the community level do it. And I think right. that's kind of my takeaway. And Bobby, you obviously had your own aha moment. Maybe we trained on it at our at, at a virtual or live sales and marketing symposium. You had your own aha. You had your own awakening to say this is something that I want to implement. This is something that I know is going to be extremely important. What examples do you have of your client base that truly embrace it and how you've been able to see a really big impact on how you've been able to interact and, and obviously potentially create additional revenue as well.
2: Yeah. So, so one of the things, so it's, it's hard to, to say about additional revenue, but um, whenever we use this, when you get that call back and people are saying, man, thank you for calling me. Thank you for following up with me. You know, it's working right. Uh, at the gym level, right, we actually do an email referral. And so we, act, we ask people, we ask clients to to refer new students, and it works. I mean, that's, that's, hey, word of mouth marketing is the cheapest and the best marketing, right? And that's actually something I need to add to my CRM now, the KEEP program. I don't have it in there, but it should be in there. It's just asking, hey, you have friends or family members that that uh, you can you can send our way. We'd love to hear from them. You know that's that's that to your point. That's basically what we need to do. And I will say that one of my one of my uh, fantastic pharmacy my marketing pharmacy, uh technician. Um, we still do a manual call because I want to also state that automation is fantastic, but people still need to list hear you right. You don't want you can't stay at hundred percent automation because, as you all know, we're surrounded by it and we all know it's there. So we still need that human touch. We still want to have that. And so Griselle, her name is Griselda. Griselda will actually call, and still do another follow up call, and that's where the upsells come. And she'll say, "Hey, Doctor Bob you're you're on hormone replacement therapy. Uh, I'm not sure if you know about this, but um, it's it it depletes your B six complex." and Dr. Bobby Muniz highly recommends that you add B6 to your, to your regimen, right? And man, it's a really high, like 60% conversion just by that statement, you know? I mean, how many of our pharmacies are doing that today? I don't know what that number is. I wasn't doing it until I started doing this with this campaign. Even back in 2012, I wasn't doing it. You know, upsells are so, so important. And if we if we kind of bake them into our system, man. I mean, I was I was measuring upsells. Uh, we started. We really started doing upsells in in August of this year, and she did. I mean, she did tremendous. It was crazy. I mean, she was getting vitamin C, B six, and these are sales after we we've already made our money. So it's fantastic. I don't yeah. know if that answers your question, Mike, oh, it, but it
0: totally does, and it it opens up. You know other questions that i'm i'm sure our audience wonders about because even throughout the pandemic i I would say when we started recording podcasts that were more specific more related to pharmacy in in the climate that they were exposed to in 2020 a lot of the the challenges they were facing um, we did cover a wide array of topics and one of them was a patient follow-up program having a very solid patient follow-up program Worrying about things like drug-induced nutrient depletion, you know how you can spike um, your your retail sales as well. Um, obviously, most pharmacies were were switching and evolving to curbside delivery. Um, they were evolving to overall home delivery, and a lot of individuals, a lot of pharmacies were worried about their front store revenue um, because you didn't have that flow of traffic anymore. And we wanted to really call attention to it because we believe our audience base was it, they kind of fell within this bucket. Um, individuals that were closing their doors, still operating as a pharmacy, and not truly able to, to gain the revenue back of what they would normally have when patients were able to shop freely. So you, you obviously touched on a really good point. It was a segue also to the patient follow-up programs that we did with Don Ibsen and Aaron, because I, I believe they, they did a really good job. And at that time, We believe that there's a ton of value to also incorporate into our sales and marketing symposium, which was virtual, Bobby. So you were accurate in making that statement. And it will be virtual again this year, which is amazing because to your point, it's it's this is also a plug, and maybe a shameless plug, but to your point, a great list of speakers and great topics that are relevant to current climate and also adaptable to future situations and and we believe future proofing yourself. I think what stands out to me is yes, you incorporated a CRM. Yes, you want to pay attention to customer experience. And yes, product and customer retention was important to you. You can automate a lot of the work, but you cannot ignore the fact that there's a human component. And And I think that's probably where people will fail too, is a lot of people might listen to this podcast, rush out, buy a CRM to your point, which we'll get to and we'll ta- we'll talk to you more about that vetting stage. But A lot of people will go out, buy a CRM, say, I'm great. I'm going to do a whole nurture campaign. I'm going to follow up with people via email and basically assume that the system will run autonomously from everything. You're just magically going to create the best experience possible. But what are we forgetting in all this is the human component specifically because you are an independent community pharmacy. So, you know, you mentioned one individual that is focused on follow-up calls. I'm assuming you have a really big stake in this as well as being the business owner. So maybe from peer to peer, colleague to colleague, what advice would you give to other owners that would fall into the same bucket as you?
2: So Mike, I want to back up real quick and just remind the, the audience that listen, anything and everything I'm doing is not unique. You guys teach us how to do this in the symposiums. You tell, you, you give us the tidbits, you give us the gold nuggets. All I'm doing is bringing it all together and doing it, and that's where the gold is. It's in action, right? The action is where the gold is, and, and that's all I've done. So with Griselda, right? There's a couple of things I've done. Number one, we identify one product per month that we want to focus on, right? And so, B6 complex is one of my best, my uh, uh, great sellers. Magnesium glycinate, another one. Vitamin D3. Um, So we'll focus on just one product, right? And for that whole month, my cashiers will focus on, and we have a a, a scorecard on our whiteboard and we keep track of that. We keep track of daily sales per cashier. Uh, And there's a bonus at the end if they, whoever is the first person or whoever ends up with the most sales. So that's number one. You want to have a target and you want to measure it. Can't manage what you don't measure. I love that quote. Can't manage what you don't measure. Uh, The third thing is, you know, you really want to get involved and really be part of the process. You know, you want, you want the cashiers or you want the people that are part of your team to understand why they're doing it. It's not just a sale. We, and, and I, and I, I, I used to be part of that mindset that it was, Hey man, I'm selling something. It's a totally different mindset. And a lot of it comes down to mindset is we are actually helping people feel better. And if we can convince our, our cashiers and our technicians that we're doing that, which is what we're doing, the sale is much easier. A lot of my cashiers initially were scared to sell because, man, it's just something else I got to add on. There's a line. There's, a, you know, everybody's coming to the drive-thru. Our lobby's closed. But it's mindset, man. If they say they're not feeling good, hey, that's an opportunity to have a conversation with them. Have you thought about B6 Complex? It's one of the number one products that we sell. Dr. Bobby Moniz recommends it. And so it's just that mindset. We have an opportunity every day with every patient to help them. It's that mindset that we have to have. And that's the mindset we have to bake into our employees so that we can be successful. So that one is targeting and two is
0: having mindset really to be successful does that make sense makes sense to me sebastian you could probably bridge the gap colleague to colleague as well with pharmacies and pharmacists specifically so you know whether or not it's your real world practical experience or your knowledge but you obviously speak to so many individuals at the clinical services level you know what is your takeaway and what is your comment to that as well as a message to all of our our listeners
1: well, as I was listening, three things stood out is, uh, Mike, you said people are going to go out and pick up a CRM and try and plug and play and hope for the best. And Bobby, you said it, it comes in the action. So getting the CRM is one part, but do, taking undertaking the action and having a plan of action. I think that's the other uh, the other piece that I picked up and it was very subtle. You have a product of the month. You are investing in your staff. You've got a way to download the information to your staff so that they can actually go out there and- provide that support to the patients. So it's not just as simple as saying I'm picking up some software and that's going to solve my problems. It's I'm picking up software and I have to have a one-year plan on how I'm going to utilize it. I'm going to have to have a plan of what products are we going to be providing to our patients for their best health. We have to have a plan on educating the people who are going to be utilizing this. And finally, some sort of Reward or recognition system for those people who are invested in it and being able to identify those invested employees. I've seen this over and over, you and always in the pharmacy world, is you always get the most invested people picking up first, and then you get some resistance. And, like you said, ah, am I allowed to sell? Can I do this? And how do I do this? Providing a script to the people who are scared that's probably your biggest one. They're scared to engage, they're scared to overstep, they're scared of change. And providing them a script is just giving them a structure. It's like, and I'm going to go back to my restaurant days, selling the sizzle. You don't know what to say to a table when you walk up to them. So you got to sell them the sizzle. It's a way of engaging and getting people to recognize the value you are bringing. Not just providing a simple service, but bringing the value to that service and extension. And we have a team behind us, Dr. Bobby Muniz. And he's got rec- excellent recommendations for you and your health. That's crucial as well. And so that's the sort of the big bridge and, and just, you know, the expectation it's going to take off by itself is woo. No, 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 no. And so Bobby, you, you've nailed it, a plan recognition, uh, and, and, and giving people the, the, the education, training and script to start. So, all right, back to you, Bobby, I, I'm curious. What was, was, what was one of the biggest challenges you had starting with this with respect to your team? because, again you got a great idea, you've been listening to this, you you hired someone to do it, but now all of a sudden you got an electronic system and tell us about some of the road bumps that we can expect and and how did you counter those and, and overcome?
2: Probably the biggest roadblock in working with a CRM and Mike, you've said it twice, Sebastian, I think you said it once, is starting, right? It's, it's not, this is not something that you just go and buy. I mean, you have to have a, absolutely have to have a plan in place. You have to set, I had to set, set aside, three solid days to actually build it. Okay. That's eight to 10 hours a day, no interruptions to build it. Right. And so you gotta, you gotta be able to build it. You gotta have some, some experience on how to build these things. Um, And so you go through it, you build it, you design it. You're going to go on a whiteboard. You're going to say, Hey, this is what I want to happen. And you can, I, and for me, that's, that's exactly what we did with the gym. So from the pharmacy point of view, it was easy. Because I already had I'd done it for the gym. it was real easy, but you need to find a template, right? It's not that i mean what 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 basically what I'm doing is pretty simple, but how do you program it to do that we We wouldn't the, the last thing I'd want you to do or any of the viewers or listeners to to do is go out and buy this anything and then be like so frustrated they feel like they've wasted their money and or go out and buy something and and then have to hire a coach to be able to set them up. I mean, it can go down a rabbit, a rabbit trail. Right. And so, um, I don't know that, you know, I think we talked about this in the last call. I don't know if you have at any point in time you're going to be planning on doing something like this, but you really want to have somebody who's done it before who has a template to come in and do it for you. Really bottom line is that's what you want.
1: Well, you had to build it from scratch or you were building off of another business. So you, at least you had some perspective. Yeah. Uh, very, very candidly, how much does a program like this typically run? And did you explore any other options? And is there cheap ones? Is there even more expensive ones? And what is a coaching sort of? Yeah. Like? Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: so, so, keep that I use. It's not. It's ninety nine dollars a month. It's not not too expensive. That's it.
1: Okay. That's it. Sorry. Keep going.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it. It's an Infusionsoft product, right? So it's Infusionsoft. Uh, a lot of people may be familiar with Infusionsoft. It's yeah. It's cheap. The, the, what what I had to pay for initially was the coaching to be able to build to build it right and that's what that's the most expensive part that's the part where hey I had to sit down with somebody we had to go through a whiteboard we had to build it out um, and that's what took three 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 days to do once you have it now that I have that knowledge and experience I'm able to duplicate it at the pharmacy level and so yeah there's that critical step how do I go from point? I got the software. How do I build it? And then how do I implement it? So going to your question, well, the automation process, Griselda again, fantastic, fantastic employee. Everything's really routed in the system back to her. So she's somewhat of a bottleneck, purposely done. All the text messages, all the calls go back to her. They don't go into our regular pharmacy system because what we're trying to, What we want our viewers, well, I mean, what we want our customers and clients who are on the system, who are compounding and health and wellness coaching, I want them to feel like it's a concierge service. So they have a concierge, right? They have Griselda, and then they have their coach, me. And so it's part of the feel. It all feeds back to her. Does that make sense?
1: If anything, it sounds like it's even uh, it's having two or three key people who are invested as opposed to yeah, too automated. And like Mike said and you've said, there's still that human interaction, that human component that has to be crucial to make this actually execute well. Because no one wants the automated text message to be like, yeah, your appointment is at three o'clock, and it's like, yep, well, I'm standing in the lobby and I'm staring at your staff. It feels very ingenuous or or right. uh, uh, unrealistic. So, right. but, absolutely. Um so with with that part, um we're, how are you able to identify the appropriate person to take over this? Would you keep that, saying that she's such a great employee like man, what, Sebastian that's that's the
2: that's the golden question, man. That's you know she was one, she was one of my cashiers and i just by interacting with her she always wanted a new challenge she was open to feedback she was open to to more and so i just said you know are you interested in doing this it's it's you have to have i mean we have to have a relationship with all of our employees you know we i it, it it's it's almost like an oxymoron we we as business owners want to we want to we want to delegate right? And we want to step back sometime. We want to make money and we want to get away from the business but we still have to be in the business. I mean we have to be there to see what's going on and if you don't know your employees, well, shame on you but that's what I mean I, I have a great relationship with each one of my employees. So I saw her I saw what her, her her potential was and then I started coaching her to do that and she's man, she's out of this world. I can't say that you can find every a person like her at, at every pharmacy if you can't. You have to go outside and look for one, but really delegating. And I'll say this: I'll add this as my experience. When I, when we decided to switch her from a cashier, we actually 100% switched her from cashier to a marketing position. I know pharmacists will say, "Well, you can be part-time marketing, part-time cashier." I can't afford to do this, man. You can't afford not to get a marketing person. I am just—that's just a reality. I mean. Uh, your technician is just doing spe- you know, being responsive to what the pharmacy demands are. A marketing person is being proactive and going out there and helping you find that money. You know, it's so, so important. I just, I, 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 hear it all the time. Yeah. Well, she's, I've got a, I do have a marketer, but she's also my technician. She's not marketing them. There's no way she's marketing. There's no way she's calling. There's no way she's sending gifts to doctors. There's no way, whatever is required, right? She's not, there's no way that they're doing it. That's a, that's a, a, I ran into that mistake. I tried doing that. It doesn't work. They get sucked back into the business. Mm
0: -hmm. Always. Yeah. It's that, I think that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice is that trying to wear three hats within the pharmacy and, and doing everything and then say, yes, this person is also dedicated to the customer experience and follow up and making those calls. It's like, how, when they're doing X amount of compounding scripts per day at the same time, and then worrying about everything else that needs to happen within the pharmacy, it's, it's almost impossible. But I think the, the core part of your message, Bobby, is what should resonate with everyone. And it's identifying talent, identifying the right person, making sure that they are also serious about this type of endeavor. If this is really what they want to focus on, it's beyond the implementation of a CRM. It's, identifying the right person, making sure they are the right fit to be part of your vision. And, you know, you, you brought up a lot of really cool things. And Sebastian said it, and you said it. And then I started laughing to myself, because once upon a time, when I graduated with a business degree, my, my major was in the management of information systems. So I was very, I guess you could say I was trained um, at, at a school level to to decide what was important in a pharmacy software or in a software in general, how we would determine the proper needs, what the impact was on the stakeholders within the pharmacy, what is the, you know, the business vision so that it's obviously aligned. And then once you're done with it a needs analysis and you've identified who are the key stakeholders are going to be in your plan and your overall strategy, then you're really focused on selecting or vetting the proper solution because you have to do all that work prior to implementation. It's not, it's not just finding the right system. You know what, Bobby, even though you mentioned that, that you chose your software and we're going to talk about how you got there and how you vetted um, I guess you can say the user requirements of what you thought was important just cause you brought up this one name doesn't mean that it's going to fit for anyone else who's listening. You know, ultimately your strategy, your vision, the stakeholders that you determined are going to be the right people working and, uh, obviously trying to, to move the dial and to utilize the software for what it was designed for. It could be something else that already exists. So with that being said, let's, let's talk about your vetting process, how you found it's keep correct. It's a uh, K E a P. And that is one that exists. I know that, like I said, I can probably drop a whole bunch of other names Um, for the sake of our listeners. They'll probably do some research on this one and not to say that it's the be all and end all. We don't have any stake in this organization. You don't have any stake in the organization besides being a customer yourself. So talk to me about how you found Keep, uh, why you thought it was suitable for your needs, because I think that entire process is going to be extremely important for our listeners who are trying to determine what their next steps are and whether or not this is the right type of solution for them.
2: So, so when I, so again, this goes back to the gym world, right? The the gym that I own when I first started with them with, with the gym, I was looking for a solution where I could basically stay in contact with my, my patients or actually my clients at the time. And so I actually had four different pieces of software to do that. And so I was looking for now a simpler solution because I didn't want to have four products. I wanted just one or two products. And so Keep came along and they could, it was able to email, it was able to text message, it was able to do phone calls. Um, I was able to uh, uh, set it up to do voice broadcasts. It it pretty much is a, a solution all in one. I mean, you could actually use it as your calendar too, I mean, you know that Mike, when you, you, or when, when you guys set up an appointment with me, I'm using acuity, right. And you could potentially use that as a calendar too. So it's a really powerful software that has every, all these components all wrapped up into it. And it's, it's a very manageable software. So for me, I I wasn't, I didn't want to pay four or $500 a month for something where I could, if I could only have one product, that was basically what it came down to. As far as, um, Usability, I don't have a problem using it. Does Do I think everybody can use it? I don't know. I mean, everybody has different backgrounds, right? Um, for me, it's uh, probably Mike. It sounds like you have a lot of uh, experience with programming. You'd probably be able to use it. I, I don't know. But it's, to me, it's a really simple format. If it's if then statements, if this happens, then this goes out. Then you put a timer in there. One month from now, send a thank you card, put a timer in there, then send an email
0: out. Six months from there, send out another thank you card. You know, it's it's pretty easy. Yeah. As a user requirement, that needs to be part of your needs analysis. If you know that you've identified yourself, um, the individual responsible for follow-up, and let's say the both of you are the key stakeholders in how you're going to manage all this, if your level of knowledge is a is a two or technical ability is a two on ten do not go out and try to buy the most sophisticated crm out there because you won't be able to implement it you won't be able to use it so that's a user requirement that for the most part if you have the ability to customize and do the things that you need to do in an easy way that needs to be part of your needs assessment prior to making any final decision so make sure i guess it would be more of a, also a, a recommendation, even though I haven't gone through this process specifically myself, I can assure you with the selection of any solution or software, you need to make sure that it fits the parameters of your overall abilities and technical knowledge, because if not, you're going to buy something out of the box that won't fit and it'll be hell on earth to try to implement and obviously use day to day. So, you know, you, you brought up a lot of great points. And I think, I I think for the most part, um, a lot of individuals will probably try to do things with what they have out of the box already within their overall pharmacy software. And, and I think there's a need for this. And you mentioned that keep for the most part sounds like a cloud-based solution, meaning that you pay a subscription. It's a uh, subscription as a service, meaning that there's, it's easy to install. Um, cloud-based meaning you can run through an internet browser it's it's not software that needs to be constantly updated doesn't require a ton of infrastructure or actual processing power to to function it'll work on pretty much any personal computer or apple device and then it is accessed on the cloud so another great benefit and a big shift probably in the last five years whereas most crms that were purchased were a hard install they needed to be integrated um, it doesn't, it's not like that anymore. It, there's been such an evolution and a shift with cloud-based technology and cloud-based solutions that are available under this type of subscription model that would appeal to any pharmacy, any user. And, and even in this day and age, somebody needs to work from home, they can still do all the customizations and work um, outside of the pharmacy setting, which is really, really important. As long as it's installed or you have your credentials accessible through a web browser, you're good. So I think everyone needs to keep that as an open mind. And I don't mean to give this advice at the highest level possible to confuse everyone using this, this type of lingo or vocabulary, but really think of it this way. You're accessing your portal through an online browser um, and having the ability to customize, create, implement, and interact anywhere at any time. And I think that's what people need to understand. The benefits are of a CRM that is cloud-based. So, I don't know if that was part of your user requirements, Bobby, but I think for the most part, the solution that you've provided and that you use sounds like it accommodates all of the above. No, that's true.
2: Yeah, it is cloud-based, but you know, pretty much everything is cloud-based nowadays. Um, and, and I'll say that just for the listeners, here, here's another, like, I wanted simplicity. I wanted to bring everything together. Of course, cloud-based is, is added value, um, but on top of that, there's no contract. I can do this $99 per month. If I don't like it next month, I cancel. No big deal. It's super simple, man. That's what, those are all the the reasons why I used to.
1: I I am going to wade into this because I am starting to see more and more people having these requirements of some sort of software system because it's just, it's becoming so difficult to navigate the digital world. And so without some sort of assistance and some sort of help and different routes of of touch, like we always talk about, Oh, get on Facebook and you got to tweet and you got to do this. this just sounds like you're kind of almost bridging into different forms of communication that the, that the patient will actually be more likely to receive and doing it in such a diligent, consistent way. Again, that goes back to the entire entire premise of the discussion. You're providing a glue to which you're keeping that contact but in a really efficient digitalized way. So you're not having to spend hours and hours and hours, and hours, and hours on the phone. It's just my God, who, why would you not do this is a better question as opposed to, Oh, can I afford it? it? Like you said, how can I not afford this? If you're a new business and you're not doing this, you are hobbling yourself. You just, you need this. That's where I'm at.
2: I, I agree, Sebastian. Let me add something. Cause you brought up a good point about Facebook, social media. You probably, if, if you're advertising on Facebook, You probably noticed from the last month, two months, even three months, because of it's it's become even harder to do ads, advertisements, and if you're trying to do organic, forget it. I mean, you're not getting people are not seeing your your posts anymore. Facebook has now taken it to the next level where they it's pay to play, big time. I know we've said that in the past, but they just keep ramping it up, ramping it up. When you have a list, when you build your list, right? And you can build it through Facebook. You pay one time, you, you capture that information. That that list is yours. I mean, I have over two I'm at the gym. I have over 2000 email lists. That's free advertising. Once I pay for it, it's mine. Most of your traditional Facebook ads, they don't, Hey, you, you have, you don't keep that information. You can set it up where you can, but now I can send out emails. I, I mean, I, I did some campaigns last, um, uh, November, Black Friday at at the gym level. And I had close to $30,000 in sales for free. No mark, no advertising just through my CRM. You can do the same thing. I haven't done that at the pharmacy level, but you can, I mean, it can be done. Do a Black Friday special. It's free. You get, you capture the names. It's free advertising.
0: Talk about return on investment. Big time. (laughs)
1: Big time. I think it was like 30,000. Oh God, I got to start tomorrow. So
0: (laughs) big time. I mean, yeah, big time. You can, you can easily lose someone when you hear $30,000 and a hundred dollars a month of functionality. So um, it sounds as if, and I'm going to ask you this question openly, Bobby and I didn't speak with you about this prior. Is there also social media integration into the CRM?
2: So no, there's not. I mean, so. To, we'd have to go to a deeper level. To, to I wish we had a whiteboard. I wish we had a little workshop where we could draw all these stuff out. But basically what I am there's, there's a couple of pieces of, 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 of software that I'm using. So if I'm going to do a Facebook ad, right. I want to make sure that I capture that information. It's not going to be a traditional ad where people just see it. There's got to be a call to action. That call to action is going to require that they put their information, Their first, at least their first first name, their email address. I like to get their first name, last name, phone number, and email address. I like to have all that information because I'm going to utilize it in the CRM. I capture it. I automate it into the CRM, and then now it's mine. Now I can do whatever I want with it. Plus, they, that person on Facebook has raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested in this information. I'm interested in hormones. I'm interested in compounding. And I, I know you got to be careful with Facebook advertising. I get that. But there are ways around that. Hey, I'm interested in health and wellness coaching. So now we've got somebody who's raised their hand. We've captured their information. And now I can target them with emails, text messages, whatever, for free after I have bought it. Most people are not capturing that, that information.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I I think it was just important to ask because you never know the full capabilities of a CRM. And sometimes they do have, uh, I guess you can say, a a multiple integration approach where you can do email, you can do socials, et cetera. I'm I'm sure it exists. And if people want to go with something more robust, um, because managing a, a very active social media platform and multiple platforms is almost a job in itself. And sometimes you can do a lot of those automations through a CRM too. So nevertheless um, it is cool uh, when it does exist. And sometimes it can also integrate overall messaging. So if Facebook has the ability to communicate with you directly, a CRM might have a messaging feature, whereas everything gets funneled back to one area. So you don't feel like you got to monitor your LinkedIn, your Instagram, your Facebook and go back and forth. You can be communicating with everyone under one platform. So I know that exists. I think we're going to get to a point where everyone's going to be completely overwhelmed, but, but we are touching on things that are available in, in this type of technology and why it's important. I, I would say overall, Bobby, you know, as a parting message, you've left once again, a ton of knowledge bombs, a ton of areas where people have been truly yourself specifically extremely successful, you know, what would you recommend as a as an additional next step if we haven't really brought it up um, and as a parting message to our audience
2: hey mike you know first of all like we like we started crms are very powerful Uh, we want to be able to capture information and reuse it and retarget because i mean sometimes we have people come into our into our ecosystem they think they're ready and then they're not they, they say you know what i'm not ready A lot, there's a high percentage, I can't give you the number, but a high percentage of people will buy on the back end when I've touched them three or four times and and, and reminded them. So they didn't buy or they didn't come in for a consultation, but then I follow up with them and they come in. So it's important to have that CRM. Number two, if you guys are interested in doing a CRM, you know, I Mike, I I, Sebastian, I think I've talked about this before. We got to have a workshop of some sort where we can figure out a way and I, I would love to be part of this. I would like love to lead this where we have a workshop and we sit down and imagine us all being able to put keep onto your software. You can have keep, right? And we automate the process where it's uploaded in the back office. You have exactly my template of what I'm doing. And then we just go and tweak it in a workshop, possibly virtually to say, Hey, it's your pharmacy. Take my information out. You put your pharmacy, we, we customize it to you. And then, boom, we're ready to rock and roll. I would, I mean, I think that that would be cool.
0: Well, it is. And
1: <laughs> Go what, ahead,
0: Mike. What you don't know is that I've been dropping your name behind the scenes. So the only thing that I think that's safe to say is stay tuned. And um, because I knew that was going to come up, and I know it's something that we've discussed behind the scenes, we wanted to have the ability to obviously get you back on the podcast, talk about the experience, but the workshop piece is the missing link. And, and I think would be the, the third part in how to close the loop on all this. So Bobby, the only thing I can say is stay tuned um, because I, I know that there will be something in the near future that will have uh, the, your level of involvement and, and truly make this a practical approach so everyone can connect the dots and, and make it real for them as well. Not just yourself.
1: I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you started getting phone calls to being like, hey, can you be my coach? And so if you can hold off and say, hey, let's get everyone together at the same time. And I'm sure Mike and Aaron Michaels and our entire team are going to be equally excited. So, Well, yeah, I, 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 I,
0: I wasn't going to that level where it's like, yeah, here's Bobby's cell.
1: Everyone no, 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 can- don't call Bobby just yet.
0: <laughs> Whoever wants to talk to Bobby can talk to Bobby. No, not, we're not at that stage. But I think um, hearing from someone like Bobby, in Bobby's position, not only this, but the practical approach to whiteboarding your needs, deciding your next steps, you know, everything that you mentioned, Bobby, not only as a leader, as a business owner, but as an implementer of a, of something like this is, is truly the next step in the conversation, because I believe I would say 95% of independent community pharmacy is, is not acting in this, in this way and does not have this type of strategy. So huge opportunity for everyone. It's a great opportunity and a great learning experience. So I can't thank you enough for wanting to jump on and be willing to do this with us again. Uh, it, it provides so much great information because it comes from a PCCA member, a compounding pharmacist, Dr. Bobby Muniz, who does more than just uh, count by fives and, and dispense medication. It's, you know, it, it's great insight for everyone to get, to learn more about you. Um, how you have attention to patient wellness and as well as how important customer retention is to your business model. So, you know, Bobby, I, I probably have thanked you 30 times, but I'll do it again because you're such a phenomenal guest. And I really hope that the workshop is kind of the next piece to all this.
2: Well, thank you for that. And if I can leave everybody with one last, with one last message, you know, we're talking business here. We're talking, we're talking about, you know, making money, automation, but I want to remind people, and I said this the last time too, listen, you got to be in it for the right reason. If you're not in it for the right reason, don't even try doing this. I mean, relationships, yes, automation is important. Yes, it's it helps me tremendously. But we still have to have relationships with each one of our patients. If you don't have that relationship, if you're not building those relationships, if you're not going beyond what you think you need to do, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to work. It's all about creating that long lasting relationship you know i had a patient come in here yesterday and she gave me the biggest compliment you know one of my compounding patients one of my supplement patients and she said bobby you know what i told one of my friends yesterday that you knew more about me than my husband did than my my family did i'm talking about that level i mean she said i trust you like a brother that's a relationship i'm talking that she will not go anywhere else." Because I've invested my time, I have listened to her, and I've worked with her. So guys, beyond the automation, build those relationships, keep
0: building them, and keep being your best. How powerful is that? Um, To build that form of relationship, obviously, you have that person within your ecosystem for life. So. Bobby, well said. Um, we could not say it any better. And, and thank you for, for leaving that to our audience. And once again, thanks again for coming back on the podcast. My pleasure.
1: And I think as a wrap-up statement, if you want to understand how passion drives excellence, I think that this is a perfect podcast and a wrap-up statement. So that is brilliant. And I, I, I bow to your, your passion. Thank you, guys.
0: We do. And thank you for all of our listeners who hopefully got a ton of information from Bobby's energy and his experience in relation to customer retention and overall relationship management. I I truly appreciate everyone's willingness to follow along and obviously subscribe when they do not want to miss an episode, but also follow along on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. um, So that you do not miss any communication from PCCA until next time. This is Mike Delisio and we will talk soon.